Welcome to Verified Rx, your prescription for success. Brought to you by the Vizient Center for Pharmacy Practice Excellence. Vizient recently published a white paper evaluating the impact of the oncology drug shortage. Consensus being that drug shortages are a huge problem and oncology agents have moved to the forefront. Here to tell us about it are two of my Vizian colleagues, Dr. Karina Dolan, AVP of Market Intelligence, and Dr. Jenny Hayes, Senior Clinical Manager for Pharmacy Outcomes. I'm Gretchen Brummel, Pharmacy Executive Director with the Vizian Center for Pharmacy Practice Excellence and your program host. Welcome back to Verified Rx. Thanks, Gretchen. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, thanks, Gretchen. In August, the pharmacy team at Vizient published a report on the shortage of cancer drugs. Tell me about the drugs included in this paper and how you approach this work. Sure, Gretchen. Currently, one of the challenges in treating patients with certain types of cancer is in part due to a national shortage of various oncology medications, including capecitabine, carboplatin, cisplatin, docetaxel, fludarabine, fluorouracil, and methotrexate. These seven medications are traditional cytotoxic antineoplastics that are generic injectables and orals and serve as the foundation of the standard of care for a wide variety of cancer types. To better understand the reason behind the shortage and help come up with potential solutions, we conducted an analysis of the supply and demand for these medications using both Vizient and publicly available data. Additionally, we conducted a survey of our health system and hospital pharmacy program participants to gather feedback on both the severity and the impact of the oncology drug shortage on their patient care operations as well as patient care itself. Thank you for the background on that work. Jenny, can you elaborate a little bit on how we define drug shortages? There are actually several different definitions. The U.S. Food and Drug Administration defines a drug shortage as a period of time when the demand or projected demand for the drug within the U.S. exceeds the supply of the drug. Whereas the American Society of Health System Pharmacists has a slightly different definition, being a supply issue that affects how the pharmacy prepares or dispenses a drug product or influences patient care when prescribers must use an alternative agent. As a result, medications often appear on the ASHP shortage list earlier than the FDA shortage list due to the need for providers to obtain different product formulations or even alternative products to ensure continuity of care. However, given the ability of FDA to authorize importation of pharmaceutical products and help employ other mitigation strategies for drugs currently on shortage, Vizient has encouraged FDA to add additional agents to their drug shortage list by sharing insights on these various oncology agents. So a little bit of nuance there with the definitions, but still a serious issue. Was there a specific event that precipitated the oncology drug shortage? In this case, there actually was a specific event. Back in December of 2022, there was a significant market disruption when the international manufacturer Intus Pharmaceuticals received some quality issues with an FDA inspection and made the voluntary decision to temporarily cease manufacturing and distributing products made at their facility in the Special Economic Zone near Ahmedabad, India. As a result of this supply chain disruption, their U.S.-based distributor known as Accord Healthcare was required to cease distribution of these medications into the U.S. market. As a result of this disruption, the market share for Accord has actually dropped from 31% for all seven agents in 2022 down to 10% in 2023 to date. 
So a fairly substantial reduction in the amount of these drugs that Accord Healthcare was able to supply to the U.S. market. Wow, that does sound like a huge impact on the supplier landscape for these drugs. What was the overall impact on the sales for these medications? Interestingly, we've actually seen a modest increase in sales. If you look at the period of January through May of 2023 versus January through May of 2022, there was actually an overall 12% increase in total sales for these seven medications combined. Other suppliers producing these products were able to both gain market share as well as increase some amount of product in the supply chain, including through the release of emergency stock that was available at their wholesale distributors. However, the supply of certain agents has been more dramatically affected than others. Specifically, cisplatin has been one of the main agents affected by this shortage. Cisplatin sales actually peaked in January 2023, likely related to the announcement of the Intus plant closure in India, and has steadily declined since that time. Due to the challenges with ensuring adequate supply for cisplatin, FDA has allowed a Chinese pharmaceutical manufacturer called Quilu Pharmaceuticals to import 50 milligram vials of cisplatin together with the U.S. company Apotex. Listeners should note that this product is not FDA approved and has non-U.S. labeling and barcodes on the packaging, which barcodes may not scan in regular U.S. systems. Providers should work with their supply chain, pharmacy, and IT teams to make sure all appropriate safeguards are in place to use this medication appropriately. I'm glad to hear about a little bit of relief in regards to cisplatin, and thank you for establishing information about the supply side for these drugs. Moving on to demand, Karina, what are we seeing out there? To start our analysis of demand for these oncology agents, we first queried our clinical database to understand the overall growth for the oncology service line and also to identify if more individual patients were being diagnosed and treated in 2023. We looked at unique patient cases receiving antineoplastics by quarter from Q1 2020 to Q1 2023. And this showed us that the number of unique outpatient oncology patients receiving chemotherapy had slightly increased over time quarter by quarter at approximately 1.5% growth. So a relatively stable number of patients were receiving chemotherapy. And then next, we reviewed wholesaler data to identify trends in ordering and order sales volume from our Vizient Pharmacy Program participants for these seven identified oncology products. And we looked between the timeframes of January 2022 to May 2023. So not including any orders placed or purchases made directly from pharmaceutical suppliers. And we found a stable ordering pattern from January to November 2022. But beginning in December 2022, the total orders placed had dramatically increased and has sustained at this higher than usual demand into 2023. So overall, the demand has increased by over 136%. When we compare the six-month time period of June 2022 through November 2022 to December 2022 through May 2023. So we're seeing that consistency in increased purchasing and utilization. What do we know about how Vizient Pharmacy Program participants have been affected? 
To further describe the impact of these increases in demand for these oncology agents, an additional analysis was conducted to identify the Vizient Pharmacy Program participants who received less than 50% of their historical benchmark of their order quantities. Historical benchmark quantity ordered was defined as the average monthly volume purchased by a Vizient Pharmacy Program participant in calendar year 2022. And what we found was in January 2023, 31 of Vizient pharmacy program participants actually received less than 50% of their historical order quantities. But by May 2023, the proportion of Vizient program participants who were receiving less than 50% of historical order quantities had grown to 57%. That's definitely significant. Karina, did you and your team look at the shortage severity and its impact on Vizient pharmacy program participants? Yes, we did, Gretchen. In April 2023, we conducted a survey of our health systems and our hospital member providers to better characterize the severity of the oncology drug shortage and the impact on daily operations and patient care capacity. A total of 32 unique Vizient Oncology member providers gave complete responses to our survey that we analyzed. The drugs demonstrated as having the greatest impact for pharmacy Vizient member providers were reported as both cisplatin and carboplatin. And additional medications that were the most frequently reported as being a challenge were capecitabine and docetaxel. So overall, more than half of patients that required any of these seven medications that surveyed at surveyed Vizient member provider organizations are being affected by shortages, ranging from approximately 85% of patients requiring cisplatin to approximately 70% of patients requiring carboplatin, fludarabine, or fluorouracil. By substituting individual drugs within treatment regimens or switching to a different treatment regimen entirely, was also recorded by our Vizient member providers. And also the ability to treat patients with cancer has been significantly affected by these current shortages. Both capecitabine and carboplatin are part of this shortage situation as well due to their ability to be used instead of fluorouracil and cisplatin respectively. We're hearing that this has had a huge impact on our members' patients from the survey result. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. What is the overarching theme from this analysis and how can we improve things moving forward? The theme that we identified from the trends in our paper is really the lack of transparency into the magnitude and the duration of shortages. In addition to how manufacturers and distributors help mitigate or otherwise respond to the shortage, it can result in a significant uncertainty for providers regarding whether an order gets fulfilled and will they be able to meet their patient care needs. This uncertainty translates into possibly ordering higher quantities than they normally would. And they're also possibly ordering from alternative sources, which is further stressing the supply for our workhorse oncology agent. Increasing the transparency in the supply chain could prevent situations of overordering during periods of order fulfillment uncertainty, as well as mitigate any downstream consequences. When we look at the different aspects into the reliability of a shortage event, we could ask our manufacturers to provide frequent and more detailed updates on product availability and estimate release dates for products and invest resources into their quality management programs. When we're talking to our wholesalers, we could ask our wholesalers to contribute to transparency by implementing their allocation process for drugs during periods of shortage when other quantities exceed certain thresholds. 
Group purchasing organizations could share market insights on current and future demand to help our manufacturers, our wholesalers, and our providers gain insight into ways to optimize supply distribution as well as purchasing behavior. And we could ask the FDA to increase access to information related to drug shortage mitigation efforts, the information related to drug shortage causes, such as notices received by the manufacturers regarding supply chain disruptions, and information regarding Forms 483 findings and resolution efforts. And in addition, ongoing development of FDA's Quality Management Maturity Program could help to foster commitment to quality in pharmaceutical manufacturing business practices and potentially prevent significant manufacturing interruptions. Improved transparency is a common theme that we hear about when dealing with drug shortages. So I'm really glad to hear that you're working on this. And thank you for those concrete recommendations for each of those specific groups. What do you want our frontline pharmacy staff to know about these shortages in the paper? We feel very passionate about providing this information and including some more insight that wasn't previously available. Our analysis really seeks to provide more data and clarity on the current drug shortage for these oncology agents. In order to optimize supply chain resiliency, we encourage pharmacists and providers to evaluate their inventory management strategy and really align ordering practices based on the necessary PAR levels determined by their patient volumes. Additionally, pharmacy staff should continue to familiarize themselves with the various oncology treatment regimens, including recommendations from the National Comprehensive Cancer Network, as well as disease-specific organizations to help identify alternative treatments in the case of severe shortages. Finally, establishing a multidisciplinary drug shortage committee to assess historical usage patterns, current inventory, and drug mitigation strategies is an effective way to be nimble in responding to these various drug shortages. If staff are interested in learning more about oncology therapies and these current shortages, Vizient will be hosting a webinar on Wednesday, October 4th from 1 to 2 p.m. Central Time featuring Aaron Fox from the University of Utah's Drug Information Center and a drug shortage expert in her own right. We will be recording this if you are unable to attend and we'll certainly link to that in today's show notes. Great advice and we will look forward to that webinar. Jenny and Karina, thank you so much for joining us today to share your thoughts and insights about this white paper, which we will again link to in the show notes of this episode, as well as providing a link to the webinar you mentioned. It has been great chatting with you today. Thanks so much. Thanks so much, Gretchen. And listeners, please join us for more Verified Rx podcasts. Subscribe today, like us and send us your comments. We'd love to hear from you. Verified Rx is your prescription for success and is brought to you by the Vizient Center for Pharmacy Practice Excellence. I'm Gretchen Brummel. Thanks for listening.